in this episode of the My Home Kid Home Podcast. Well, we haven't had a ton of news lately, but we have some things to note. First off, we'll be taking a look at the very first thread-enabled air purifier. We also have a mini review of a mini smart plug, and we'll look at what the heck thread is anyway. We've talked quite a bit about it since the beginning of the podcast, so we might as well look at it in a little bit more detail. Let's get into it. and this is the My Home Kit Home Podcast. Here we look at the smart home with an Apple Home Kit and accessibility focus. With just two episodes under our belt, I am very pleased with the momentum that the My Home Kit Home Podcast has. We even have a few different five-star ratings and even a few different reviews over at Apple Podcasts, but we can always use more. So if you're feeling so gracious, we would appreciate you giving a rating and a review in your favorite podcast app. Let's get into some recent news. Now, it's not exactly recent, but a few weeks back, the company, the new company, Airversa, released a thread-enabled, the very first thread-enabled air purifier. Now, at first, it was just available to the European and the UK markets, but now it is officially available in the U.S., now, this smart air cleaner is capable of cleaning a room of about a thousand square feet in about an hour and has a maximum decibel level of about 53 decibels, which is pretty quiet. It also has an LED display letting you know what's going on with the air quality in your room, letting you know what your fan speeds are, and it's also got touch controls for manual operation as well. But obviously, the big point of note here is the fact that it supports Thread. I am very happy to see that we're starting to get devices that are away from sensors and light bulbs and these sorts of things into the Thread camp. And since it is available now in the U.S., I went ahead and picked myself up one. So we'll definitely be talking about it in upcoming episodes and we'll be doing a review on the YouTube channel. So stay tuned for that. And if you're interested in picking up one, of course, you'll find links to the full article and the product itself in the show notes. But that's really all the notable HomeKit news that happened in the last week. However, a few weeks ago, a popular smart home startup, SwitchBot, released their smart plug mini with HomeKit. And this is a pretty exciting device, not so much for the device itself, but what it means for SwitchBot's commitment to HomeKit. Now, SwitchBot first became popular when they released the SwitchBot Bot, which is a button presser, right? So it's a little robotic arm that will pop out and press a button that you're not able to otherwise automate. This is super useful for things like soft buttons that we're not able to use a smart plug with. And so this device really became popular and it's still one of the most popular smart home devices going. Now SwitchBot has also had quite a bit of success with the SwitchBot curtain motor, which allows you to automate the opening and closing of your curtains. 
So SwitchBot has a pretty robust ecosystem at this point with sensors and remotes and lighting products, cameras, and even a door lock that they released recently, which has been a pretty big hit as well. Unfortunately, until recently, native HomeKit support for their products has been lacking. With the SwitchBot Hub Mini, you can use Siri shortcuts to kind of integrate some of their devices into your HomeKit setup, but it's not a native HomeKit experience. SwitchBot also has a very good plugin for HomeBridge if that's something that you're into. I hear it works very well. I don't have any personal experience with it, but from everything I've heard, it works pretty darn well. But all of this being said, SwitchBot is showing a commitment to HomeKit beginning first with their Smart Plug Mini. Now, I know it's a little bit difficult at this point to get excited about a smart plug, and I'm right there with you, but this one is a pretty good option. I've been using the SwitchBot Plug Mini in my bedroom to control a fan, which is automated in a few different ways. I have it kick on whenever the temperature reaches a certain threshold. I think it's about 25 degrees. And then also it will kick on whenever the AC kicks on to help move and circulate the air in the bedroom. I can say that this device has not once dropped off Wi-Fi in the last few weeks that I've been testing it, which I am very happy about because this summer has been sweltering here in Northeast Mexico. Although it is pretty standard at this point, one of the things I really appreciate about the SwitchBot Plug Mini is its many form factor. You don't have to worry about this smart plug covering or giving you limited access to the other outlet in a receptacle, regardless if you're using another smart plug or if you're using just a standard lead or some sort of larger power supply, it's probably going to fit. Although it may seem a bit strange, I really do like the tactile button on the side of the SwitchBot Plug Mini. It's super responsive and the tactile feedback that you get whenever you press the device definitely lets you know that you have engaged or disengaged the smart plug, which I really appreciate, which is not something I can say for all smart plugs that I've tested. Another benefit of the SwitchBot Plug Mini is, well, its price. It's one of the most affordable, if not the most affordable, smart plug out there. And the biggest thing about this is the fact that it does have energy monitoring. Well, at least I'm told it does anyway. And I say that because I can't really test this because the SwitchBot app is inaccessible. Unfortunately, at this point, using accessibility features baked into iOS, namely VoiceOver, I'm not able to actually add devices or even set up an account in the SwitchBot app, which is why I'm calling this a mini review. Now, I have been working with SwitchBot to try and improve the accessibility of the app, but this is something that takes a little bit of time. And I am happy to see how responsive SwitchBot has been to my feedback regarding accessibility. But again, that's one of the great things about HomeKit is that I don't need the manufacturer's app in order to use the device. I simply scan the HomeKit code using Apple's Home app and I'm able to automate this smart plug just as I can any other smart plug in HomeKit. And so that's why I'm calling this a mini review. When I'm able to actually fully test the SwitchBot Plug Mini, I'll definitely update the review on the blog, and I might even do another update here on the podcast, letting you guys know about the different features that come along with the SwitchBot app. 
But for now, that's essentially my review of the SwitchBot Plug Mini with HomeKit. Again, for more information, definitely check out the links in the show notes. So I definitely didn't plan it this way, but it just seems to kind of be the talk of the town recently, and that's Thread. So in the last two episodes, we've talked pretty heavily about Thread, and even this episode, we started out talking about Thread. But we haven't really talked about what Thread is, so we probably should do that. Now, I'm not going to get into the technical jargon of what Thread is. It's really not that important, and that's one of the beautiful things about Thread. All right, all right, all right. So backing up a little bit, what is Thread? Thread is a low-power, self-healing mesh network. It was designed specifically with the smart home in mind. Unlike other protocols like Zigbee and Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and Z-Wave even, Thread was specifically designed for the smart home. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the different components of the network and then tell you why you should just basically ignore everything I tell you. So first, to start building a thread network, you need a thread border router. Now, you will hear in all of the marketing and all of these things that thread does not require a hub, and I'm here to tell you that that's just nonsense. Well, sure, you don't need something like a SmartThings hub or an Acura hub, and it's just dedicated to thread. You do get some extra functionality out of it, but you need something to connect thread devices to the outside world, and that's your thread border router. Now, for us in HomeKit, the two most popular thread border routers on the market today are the HomePod Mini and the second-generation Apple TV 4K. But there are some others that will work, including some Aero Wi-Fi systems and some products from Nanoleaf. All right, so now that we have our thread border router, essentially the brains of our thread operation, we need some other devices in order to create that network. And we essentially have two types of those devices. We have thread routers. I know, it's kind of confusing. And then we have end nodes or child devices. Now, these end nodes or child devices don't actually help to build and expand and strengthen the network. They simply carry the signal from whatever device that is to its parent device or its router or border router. These are devices like sensors and some other types of devices. I have a number of them, the Eve door and window sensor. We also have the Eve Aqua, which was recently released. Something like the Eve Weather, Eve Room. These sorts of devices are all end nodes. Now, when it comes to thread routers, these are a little bit different. These are typically going to be devices that are connected directly to mains power. And these devices do help move signals along and really strengthen and fortify the thread network. So these are devices like the Nanoleaf Essentials bulbs and light strips, your Eve Energy, your Eve Water Guard, and this Air Versa Purell air purifier that we talked about at the beginning of today's episode. So you can have multiple thread border routers, you can have multiple routers and multiple end nodes, and the thread network itself will determine which of them should act as a border router giving you the best connection to the outside world. It will then analyze which devices you have, their proximity to each other, and then decide which of those is going to act as the parent for other devices and move those signals from end nodes to the routers, back to the border router, and give you the best experience possible out of your thread network. 
Now, it seems like a pretty complicated web of smart home madness, and it kind of is, but the greatest thing about it is you don't have to think about any of it, and in fact, you can't actually do anything to change these roles. Another really cool feature of Thread is its self-healing properties. Though it's not quite like the Terminator, what happens is that when a device fails, it will reconfigure itself to figure out how it can adjust things to make sure that you're still getting the optimum performance out of that network. So imagine you have a HomePod Mini that's acting as your border router, and for some reason it goes offline, it, it gets unplugged or, or whatever. If you have an Apple TV 4K second generation, it will automatically switch over to that and convert that Apple TV 4K from a router status up to a border router status, making sure that you've got that solid connection to the outside world. And the same is true for routers. Imagine you have an EVE energy that gets unplugged for whatever reason, or maybe you have a space heater connected to it, which you probably shouldn't do, and it just explodes. Well, then what's going to happen to the end nodes that were using that router to connect to your border router? Well, those are going to either connect directly back to the border router to make sure that you've got that constant stream of information, or they're going to connect to another router that will, again, just optimize that performance. Now, I've been extremely lucky with my thread network. I haven't really had any issues that persisted for very long. But I have had a few hiccups. Number one was my devices not connecting to the thread network automatically. I would look at the Eve for HomeKit app, which is the only one that I think will actually show you your thread network at this point. And all of the devices were showing up in the thread network, but they were connecting over Bluetooth. I was able to fix this by just simply being patient. After an hour or so, maybe even a couple of hours, it just automatically started connecting to the thread network. Now, if you're running into a similar situation, something you can do is to simply power cycle your border route. Another issue that I had was with the Eve weather, and I think it was specific to this device. So what was happening is that I'd ask for the temperature outside and it would tell me that it couldn't respond. I would ask again, and then I finally got that response, but it did take two times to actually sort of kind of wake up the device. I haven't noticed that happening recently, but it is something that has happened, so I did want to mention it. Other than that, I've had really, really good luck with my thread networks. They're fast, they're reliable, they never seem to go down, and it works well with other protocols. Now, it still is a very young protocol, which means we have very few devices, but as as you've seen from the last three episodes of the My Home Get Home podcast, there are new devices popping up nearly weekly. And I definitely think that Thread is here to stay. But anyway, I think that does it for this episode of the My Home Kit Home Podcast. Thank you very much for listening to the end. Again, if you're interested in any of the things that we talked about in today's episode, you'll find links in the show notes. Don't forget to check us out in the interim on our social media at My Home Kit Home. You'll find tons of home kit reviews over at the blog as well at myhomekithome.com. Again, thank you for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. So take care.